Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is a day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in it. I hope you're doing well. Uh, this is a podcast where we celebrate all things freedom in Christ and how we can live that out in every area of our life. The sun has set us free. We are free indeed. And we also drink a good cup of coffee. I've got my Actually, at HEB Coffee uh, here this morning. This is a grocery store here in Texas, located. Uh, drinking a cup from them. So, enjoying it. Hope you're enjoying a cup wherever you're listening from today. Uh, I've titled this podcast episode, uh, Learning to Find Satisfaction in Christ. And I, I've been going through this kind of series of, of longings and what, what, the, what the heart longs for, what, what the true uh, search is for, if you will, and, and why we're going to these certain behaviors. It's getting to the root issue of you know, why we're going to these, these fleshly behaviors that we uh, are using as coping mechanisms and all that, all that kind of stuff. So I want to talk about how, well, how, this, well, how do we get to this point then of, of well, if, if Christ has met our thirst, if Christ has met our hunger, how do, we, how do we get to this point? And there's this learning, right? There's this freedom journey, as I call it, this, this uh, I say, learning to uh, let go of the demands of what we want in the physical, our physical wants, and also then our relational wants, let, letting go of those demands and discovering and finding the, the deeper desire of Christ in us, of, of, of who, what we already have in Him, and, and then learning to drink from the fullness that we have in Christ. And so this is learned. This is learned. And one of the first thing I would say is that the way, the way this happens is, is we, we choose. We make our choices, and we, we choose things uh, apart from Christ, we choose the coping mechanisms that we have. He lets us choose. He lets us go our go our way and make the choice to uh, find life apart from Him. And that's I said that was kind of the root of all sin for us as believers is is we're looking for life apart from the life that we already have in Christ. We're looking for something else to meet a need, and Christ is saying, "I've met it." Will you let me now meet it and let will will you drink from me and let that satisfy your soul? And so so that's that's the core of any type of behavior. But he lets us choose. And so we go and we choose this this thing. We choose food as our satisfaction. We choose pornography as our satisfaction. We choose uh, other people as our satisfaction. And he lets us choose. And at the end of the day, then we, some people, and, and, and myself included, for 20 years I was choosing this, thinking this is what I really wanted and had no other choice. And yet all along, Christ is still there. Christ is still present in our lives, and yet we don't really know what we have. So the first thing I want us to understand is that he lets us choose because freedom is not free unless we have a choice. Love is not true love unless we have a choice to love God. Okay? And so that's the, that's the first thing. So he lets us choose. He lets us realize that okay, you want you say you want that. Uh, you go you go after it. And and then you discover that really promised a whole lot, but it didn't really come through. It didn't really provide for me what I thought it was going to provide. I thought that was really what I want, and it's not. It's 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 like it's like saying that I'm thirsty and drinking uh, from a bucket full of sand and thinking it's going to quench my thirst. And so he lets us choose. Uh, the second thing I want us to understand is now we begin as uh, the more we understand how free we are. Uh, how true how our identity is now being formed uh, by God's voice in our lives by his love and his grace for us uh, 
the more we understand that, the more we realize that we truly don't want those things. They just are what they are. They, they, we see them for what they are uh, as coping mechanisms, as escape, as a self-soothing of the pain. I said this a couple episodes ago, the, the, the reality of well, how could a pornography addiction start? Well, it could start because the, the, the tension, the, this an un, sometimes unbearable tension between life just isn't working, life is unbearable, uh, especially in my relationship world. And so because that is the case, then I'm going to go to whatever feels the most alive and most real in my life. And for some of us, that's sexual release. Uh, it's one of the most powerful uh, ways that we, um, and, and, and not a good way in this in this regard, because we're demanding it, right? Uh, but it's one of the most powerful ways that we experience what we think we experience, joy. And yet we're experiencing it outside of God's design for it. And I'll get to that in just a minute. But it's it's this this understanding of first of all. So the first kind of thing I was we we get to choose. Second of all, understanding our identity in Christ is so important, so huge. And and God's uh, through His Spirit continues to inform us, remind us, encourage us. Uh, his voice can can be so much louder than the lies. If if we begin to choose to allow His voice to 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 remind us of these things and to speak of His love, uh, that we are His much loved sons and daughters, and so His Spirit in us, then what does it do? It renews our mind and empowers us then with our new identity of His much loved Son, of a new creation that we are free. Indeed, we're free in Him. That we're in union with Him. That we have Him as our source and Him as our life. We, we're not lacking anything. All of this is done through our identity, through Him empowering us with our new identity. And the more, the more, so how do we learn to find satisfaction? It's, it's truly embracing uh, and believing and accepting and trusting in God's love and grace for us, that He truly has set us free. You know, Think of the scripture that says it's God's grace that teaches us to say no to sin. When the, when the better reality of Christ in us becomes even more, we're more aware of that and more self-aware and more, that's really what I want, then that, that empowers us to say no to the temptation. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. But then, so, and also, what this also does is this empowers us to, the Holy Spirit then reveals these lying beliefs. Because we're going to this thing in, our, in the physical longing and in, in the relational longing where we think that's really what's going to meet the deepest core need, and yet... It, it actually reveals that it's a lie, that there's a lying belief there. And so what happens is the lying belief is something that we've accepted, we've taken it on, uh, we've we've worn it, if you will, as our identity. Uh, I'll never be free of this. Oh, look at me. I'm just defined by my sin. I'm just defined by my struggle. Um, I think that's the greatest freedom that we can have in, in some ways is that we, we don't have to define ourselves by our struggle and by our sin. If we can be freed of that very thing right there, then we're going to realize that we don't have to go to the very thing that we, that we are defining ourselves by. We've been set free from that addiction. We've actually been set free from it. Um, and and so, so, the, so the line, it empowers us then to, to make a choice to 
replace the lying belief. The lying belief is, I'll never be free. I'm not free right now. I'm defined by my sin. And Jesus all along is saying, no, I'm your much loved, you're my much loved son. You're a new creation. I'm with you always. Uh, I love you more than you can even imagine. And so, so then begin to choose the better, the greater reality, the first longing that we have, this crucial longing that we have of unaccept, uh, unconditional love acceptance, worth, value found in Him. And the more that is informed in us, the more that replaces the lying belief. And His Spirit's doing all of this. His Spirit is empowering us with this new identity that replaces all these old, stinking, thinking, lying beliefs. So you're not battling against yourself. You're not battling. You're battling against the flesh. You're battling against the lying beliefs. That can be a great benefit and freedom for you when you know, when you know that you're not, it's not, you're not the one battling yourself. You're a new creation. You're new in Christ. You're free in Christ. What's battling what? The Spirit in you, the Holy Spirit, okay, which is joined in union with your spirit, and then the flesh, which is and the lying beliefs, which is uh, coming at you, uh, okay, that's, that's what's battling. So the Spirit in you, battling, He's the only one that can overcome the flesh anyway. He's the only one that can overcome sin and the flesh and the lying beliefs. So, so you sit back and you cheer him on and say, go God, go spirit. You're not battling against yourself. What, what the real battle is, is believing what is true about you. That's, that's the real battle. If you want to know what the real fight is, the real battle, it's the battle of the mind. It's the renewing of the mind to believe what you already have. And so, so the spirit in you battling the flesh, okay, it's actually a restful thing for you to do to be able to say, I don't have to battle the flesh. It's not about me trying harder or figuring out what to do. No, I can find my true satisfaction in the spirit because he has already overcome the flesh. He's already freed me from the power of sin. He's already set me free. And I can trust that and embrace that and and so and, and here's the other part of this that the spirit begins to do is kind of this third area that I'm going into. Um, so first of all, we we um, we uh, okay. So I, so we get, we're understanding God's grace for us and how it sets us free. The first thing I says it's it's a choice. Okay, we he, God lets us choose. The second one is this understanding of our new identity, and the third th- thing is is really understanding what we really want. Like, we think we want these things. We think, you know, I, I'm thinking about Paul saying, um, you know, when Paul talks about, he's, talking, he's relating it to food, right? And says, says well, I can, enjoy, I can enjoy this. I can enjoy the, this food, uh, but I'll, I'll be mastered by nothing. So he's going he's gonna to allow, food can be enjoyed, but he's not going to be controlled by it. He's controlled by the Spirit now, right? So it's it's this where he talks about everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. So everything's permissible, but I've turned everything that's permissible now into something that I have to demand from it now. So the food, which was given as a great gift by God for me to enjoy, think about that, right? Food, the, the God created food for, and the taste buds in our mouth for us to be able to enjoy the good gift of food, but yet someone who's addicted to food... Uh, uh, is, is, has turned the good gift and demanded from it something that it was never meant to provide for us. So we've taken the good gift, which was meant for us to enjoy, and we've taken it and turned it into something that we demand. And so, so that's, that's the part. So he says, he said, I won't be mastered by this. Uh, and so, and so one, and then, so once we realize then that, 
these these realities, these these um, these relational, uh, whether it be sex or whether it be food, that we're using these things as coping mechanisms. Okay, and I really don't want these things as far as as far as lust. I don't I don't really want to look at pornography. I, they don't fit with who I am. That's why the identity part is so is so uh, important because once I know that. This is who I am. Christ has informed me of who I am. I'm embracing that. I'm believing it more and more. Then when I go to these outside sources for life, I realize I don't really want those things. They're not they're not for me. They're not compatible with me. They don't fit. Have you ever tried on tried on a clo- uh, an article of clothing and it doesn't fit and you're like, "Okay, uh, that doesn't work." I was trying on some clothes <laughs> recently, some clothes in, in my closet that I hadn't worn in a while, and there were a few that fit and there were a few that didn't. Okay, well, this doesn't fit. Same thing with this. Sin will never fit with you as a new creation because you're not compatible with it anymore and you really don't want it. That's why you're frustrated. So it doesn't fit with you anymore. You're not going to find satisfaction in something that doesn't fit because sin will never fit with you. That's why you're frustrated. That's why you are like, this is just, why can't I stop? Right? So the conflict is then with the flesh. Okay? He overcomes the flesh. The flesh is coming at you. Uh, And so then what do we do? We choose. And so here's kind of what I wanted to end with today, as I wanted to make this short, is shorter, is that is that we we have a choice. And 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 the reality is at some point then we 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 can be willing to say, here's where we get to come to the end of ourselves and then finding the satisfaction and learning this, is we get to a place where we say, uh and God God's inviting us in this. God, I, um, you're inviting me to be willing to let you do this for me? Am I willing to let you do this for me? He's not forcing it upon us. In other words, am I letting him be my greatest satisfaction? Am I willing to let him be the one to defeat this fleshly addiction? Am I willing to let him be the one to overcome this addiction with pornography? Am I willing to let him be the one to inform me of my identity in Christ? When we let God do it, and we let God do it, and that that's a that's a choice. It's a choice of submission. It's a choice of, of of um, of of the will. Okay, of, of of coming to the end of myself and saying I can't do this. So by faith, God, I'm willing to let you do it because only you can. And then, Lord, allow me to em- embrace the reality of my full and complete satisfaction in you. And so the reality is, just like what I was saying earlier, what Paul was saying is that uh, sex, which was designed as a great gift for us to be enjoyed, has become one of the greatest coping mechanisms. We're using the physical release of sex to meet a lustful need. And a lot of the times we're doing it just as a distraction, as a self-soothing, as an escape. We're escaping the pressures of life. We don't know how to deal with life. We're not dealing with our emotional world, the lying beliefs. Our identity hasn't been informed by God. We're not letting him define us. And so all of that then, well, sex is the easiest, or sex in a way that's not good, the lustful sex. We demand that that happens for us because, uh, because we don't know how to deal with the pressures of life. We, we are not finding our satisfaction fully in Christ, and so we're going to go to the easiest way to cope. 
the easiest way to self-soothe. That was, I always said that I never was involved with drugs or alcohol, but I always said the pornography was my drug because it's what gave me the escape, the self-soothing when life was too hard to manage. And when I couldn't, I didn't, couldn't deal with the stresses of life and the emotional uh, wounds that I was dealing with. And so then that was the easiest, that was the easiest thing to go to. And so here's the great gift that God designed for pleasure and joy and intimacy with another one, with another person in the covenant of marriage. That's the design. It's all these things are illustrations. And that's what I want to end with. All of these physical um, gifts that he's given to us, whether it be uh, food or a beautiful sunset or music or all these kind of things. And then the relational gifts that he's given us, whether it be sex, being, being a parent, um, all these things are, are meant to be an illustration for us of something greater, which is in Christ. That's what sex was given for. It's, it's designed to show us the union that we actually have with Jesus. And we don't even, we don't even realize that that's the original design for it. But he also designed it for it to be pleasurable within the covenant of marriage and to be, for it to be joyful. And so for us to experience God's gifts of food and sex, uh, it's to speak of him. It's to point to him. It's to point to how how much how good he is and how much he loves us look how much god loves me that he can allow me to enjoy coffee with my taste buds that's a good gift do i even see that's from god look at how much god loves me that he can allow me to enjoy sex with my wife because he designed it to be that way in a self-giving uh, self-serving way where i can actually elevate the needs of my wife more than I want it for myself. And that's what the core issue of all this is, is when I demand from food or sex or any other substance, a relationship, when I demand from it something that it was never meant to provide, that's when we get in trouble. And that's when we're looking for satisfaction in other things outside of what God has done. And this actually can free free me to enjoy coffee, to enjoy sex the way God designed it to be, because I'm not looking I'm not demanding it to give me something that it was never meant to give. And it actually points, it frees us. We can see these things in a, it's, it's a parallel of our relationship with him. They, first of all, he's the giver of all good things. And he's given us these gifts to enjoy in the physical and in the relational. But then ultimately he's saying, drink of me because I've met the deepest thirst. And so we get to this place where we realize that, our one really true passion and longing in this life is to be known by him is to enjoy him is for him to for let him for to let him enjoy us and we realize that that maybe God, God sure God lets us let us choose to go these other ways he let us choose to find that fulfillment in in the physical world or in the relational world but yet but yet the heart really longs most deeply for what only God himself can provide and we get to this place where we where we only want him we, we want him we know him we can, we can enjoy we can enjoy him we can express him to others we can be like him and, and we let go of the demands because nothing else is going to provide that deep longing that deep familiar and we trust God we trust God in the midst of all of that whether in good circumstances or hard circumstances because we know that the satisfaction is 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 found in him 
satisfaction in the physical realm is not guaranteed in this life, and satisfaction in the relationship uh, area is is not guaranteed in this life. God does nothing to guarantee those things, but he does guarantee satisfaction of his love and his completeness that we have in him, of the new creation. And yet the world is arranged and all these other circumstances are arranged to draw us into deeper trust and dependence and knowing how much he loves us. And that's how we learn. And he gives us the freedom to choose. And so I want you to, I just want you, I want to end with this just to, for, for you to, I want to remind you of all of this is the working of the Holy Spirit, but he use, He can use these things in our life to draw us. And that's how we learn. We, we, but here's the thing. Not everybody learns <laughs> because sometimes we, we double down our efforts and we look for something else. We've replaced one longing uh, with another longing that's not healthy. We replace, we, we replace one demand for another demand. And God's saying all along, this is the one thing you really want. And you got it in me. And he never does it out of condemnation. He never does it out of beating us over the head with it. He always does it out of his love and his grace. And do you really know how much I love you? Will you let me love you? Because I, whatever you're facing with this addiction, are you willing to let me do it? Because You've already discovered by now you can't do it. You were never meant to do it. I've already defeated defeated sin and set you free from the power of sin. Let me be the one to overcome this because you were never meant to fix this addiction in your life. You were never meant to do it. And you've probably discovered that. So are you willing? Are you willing? I'm going to leave you with that question. Are you willing to let God do for you what only he can do what only he can do and i'm confident that he will that he will well i hope that encourages you today please reach out to us we'd love to hear any feedback we'd love to hear from you Uh, we also offer one-on-one coaching and group coaching we have a men's group that meets once a week Uh, We'd love to be able to walk with you on your own freedom journey. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. And as we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time. 